1: Welcome to the FDH Lounge.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to FDH Lounge mini episode 1228. This is FDH managing partner Rick Morris here, and we have one of our favorite FDH Lounge dignitaries on today, our MMA editor Jake Digman, and he is going to be talking about developments in UFC now that they have resumed their programming. And of course, this is the next installment in our Coronavirus Crisis 2020 series. Going through and looking at uh, life during lockdown, and uh, there's, of of all the weird things out there, of course, uh, cage fighting during lockdown, MMA during lockdown is one of the more interesting facets, I think, that we've covered thus far. It's uh, the empty arena era, just like our two-part WrestleMania coverage that we did during this. It's uh, a much, much different uh, atmosphere for MMA and MMA at its highest levels the UFC during this. So we're going to look at uh, the two fight cards that have happened since UFC Revived, UFC 249 and UFC Fight Night. A couple of debacles attached to each. Of course, the coronavirus positive tests that marred UFC 249 and uh, the fight that apparently went on too long during UFC Fight Night. And uh, speaking of debacles, there is Dana White's attitude towards the man the heavyweight champion of the world, Steve Miocic. We will get to that as well. You know Jake Digman and I will not miss that story. But, uh, again, nobody better to talk the mixed martial arts with than the man who knows more about it than anybody I know, my good friend Jake Digman. Jake, glad to have you back on, my man. How you doing today? I'm doing wonderfully. i so quarantine
2: hold up here in the old uh, Casa Dave Davis. But, um, yeah, when you said uh, debacle, I thought that you said it was a debacle. I thought that was a big
0: segue. That would never be the case, my man. It is never anything but uh, the greatest of privileges and pleasures to get my man Jake Digman on. Whether we're talking UFC, whether we're talking the pro graphs, whether we're talking any of the other subjects, you and I have talked politics on the show previously. Always a pleasure to get into any of these things with you. But uh, when, when you are looking at the middle of the dartboard, when you are talking Jake Digman wheelhouse, UFC and mixed martial <laughs> arts is right there. There's any number of things we can talk about with you, but you really can't go wrong making an
1: MMA. Yeah, the thing is, though, i gotta be—I got
2: to have full disclosure with uh, all the listeners out there. Um, it took a quarantine for me to buy a UFC pay-per-view that didn't have one of my uh, friends meeting on it. Not that anime, I didn't watch their for pay-per-views, but sure. I just never watched other pay-per-views. I <laughs> would either go to or go to, uh bars or whatever that didn't have it but the ufc this past saturday despite my personal opinions about the uh pat right now he uh they responded back and presented on paper one of the greatest car fight cards ever in the history of the promotion and then i think saturday night's event it lived up to the hype for about so i don't regret that i spent 65 dollars
0: well, let's start there, because uh, on when I saw on Facebook that you were ordering the card, I was bemused for the very reasons that you just mentioned. No obvious connections that you had to this card. I know that you're very jaded about the leadership of UFC right now. So it is it, is it as simple as, hey, we're in quarantine, nothing else going on?
1: Um, there. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, no, yes and no. Okay. Uh, okay.
1: Okay.
2: Um I would have gone somewhere and watched it, getting gone to a friend's house or you know, I mean a lot of these things it is the the social aspect of it. But also at the same time what kind of made it work for me too is and I think now. It's a man can't produce studio wrestling, but that's because...
0: taken and I'm not one of those MMA purists so yeah I'm the kind of guy where when it goes to leg locks on the ground that kind of stuff I'm kind of not into it as much but we can think of a couple instances where uh, the the crowd does factor in but just the fa- just the fact that we can think of these things proves your point it's the exception to the rule I would say Stepe defending the world heavyweight title at the queue is one instance where the crowd
2: mattered <laughs> well, yeah yeah, we're, we're fighting an hour, you know? yeah. Scenarios where the crowd really adds to it, um, but it's not as predominant as in our heels and faces for the most part like there is the sport
0: teams. That's true. That's a very good point, point. and uh, so it was an empty arena setting. There were a lot of weird things about this, so it's taking place in Jacksonville, same place, and again, Florida right now has been the MMA slash wrestling capital of the world. Not since Gordon Sully was saying, so long from the Sunshine State has Florida loomed so large in these matters uh, because of, again, (laughs) you like that? Governor Ron DeSantis allowing them down there. And uh, so you've got the WWE in Orlando at the Performance Center. Daly's Place uh, attached to, I believe, the football stadium in Jacksonville is where AEW has been, unsurprisingly. I mention AEW because... Their guys during the week were staying at the same hotel as the UFC guys. And again, a little bit of, I don't know how big an outbreak it was of uh, the coronavirus, but uh, it, it hit at least one of the fighters on the crowd and apparently some of the ancillary figures uh, participating in the show as well. So a lot of wrestling fans were holding their breath so that the wrestlers would remain untainted by it. But I will say, uh, FDH Lounge dignitary and sportsology proprietor, Russ Cohen, when he was on the show, uh, he has a background in hotel management. And he said the last thing in the world that you should have is all these guys in the same hotel. And that you know, when you're dealing with a pandemic, uh, the notion that it's not going to affect anybody there is just sort of foolhardy. So the, the entire structure of this thing in the first place, as far as installing them in a hotel versus you know putting them all in individual quarantines, that part of it going in said the things were maybe going to be a little bit screwy, I think.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it's, that's something, you know, it's, you look at the necessity of this. It's like, I mean, unless they're going to, I would just do they would have just rented out a whole entire hotel. Sure. Well, as soon as they said they were lying for Jacksonville, I was like, well, if of go good Daly's place, just right around the corner, would have made a much better venue. And you've had enough time to deal, too. But I'm pretty sure they don't take down the, um, what you call it, they don't take down the AEW setup right now. They probably just leave that up all the time.
0: Probably. Which, by the way, going back to, I think it was Fight for the Fallen that they had there last year. Uh, just a side note on all of this. Am I alone in thinking that Daly's Place, with or without people in it, is one of the coolest effing backdrops for wrestling that I've seen? And particularly when you look at the time of night that it is, that it's it's dusk out there, so you're starting to get the sunset peeking through the pavilion there. I love Daly's Place for watching stuff. I mean, MMA there would be pretty cool also. Well, me too, and I'll make this comparison eh? because... Absolutely.
2: production of presentation, and you wanted that full arena field presentation for the show. I, actually, the only thing I can think of, like I'm surprised it wasn't a like I, I was telling you, I'm it wasn't a smaller venue. we fairly used to the old shows that the joints and the Hard Rocks, like early Ultimate Fighter.
0: Yes. right, that was the case. By the way, the place uh, AEW, I mean, I had to laugh when I found out, probably within, I don't know if it would be walking distance, but at least close to what has been my home away from home for the last 15 plus years, Norcross, Georgia, down there in one of these wrestlers' gyms. That was where they had the arena oh, set really? up. Yeah, Norcross, Georgia, my man, that's where they were at. So,
1: I would yeah, be... Yeah, Georgia It was
2: Tim, I do believe.
1: Yeah,
0: well, you know, and I don't know if I'm going to be making my usual holiday season jaunts down to see my brother's family, but if I do, I'm going to insist on at least driving by that place just to see it from the outside, uh, because it was fun watching the shows from there. But as far as the amount of fun watching the UFC 249 show Saturday night, again, from everything I could tell on Facebook, from, from seeing all of your running commentary, uh, you really seem to be enjoying it. What were some of the best parts of the show in your estimation? Um, I'm
2: not quite sure that Tony Ferguson is human. It uh, <laughs> seemed like, which is a complete difference to the amount of someone he is. It's a tale of two cities from the fight that we saw on Saturday night in the main event with uh, Justin Gage. Uh, I'm also pretty sure he's not human. And I can't wait to watch this dude get out there, like uh, Khabib or whoever. And just kept going he finally stopped the fight at the end of round four. He was like, oh yeah, "He had an argument saying that he was getting back up," and some people are saying, "Okay, I could kind of see that," but also like, "You were also getting."
0: doing that it, it's it's an interesting point that you raise as we jump ahead a couple of days to fight night because it was very very controversial uh the fact that again and I didn't watch it so I don't have an opinion but I am almost always somebody who really errs on the side of stopping something if it seems like there's great physical danger because it can happen in the blink of an eye in MMA and, and apparently that marquee fight with Tashera. Uh, in, in the opinion of most people, seemed to go on too long, that, that, that it, it was already a done deal well uh, before that point, and then again, knowing what we know now, and, and really should have known all along, at least on an anecdotal level, about head injuries, CTE, that kind of stuff, it does seem shameful, from everything I've heard at least, that that fight didn't get nipped in the butt earlier. Uh
2: Yes. And uh, the, the old man, the veteran Glover Teixeira, 40 years young, and they're still doing this thing, hoping to win. But uh, they, uh, yeah, it was one of those watching it, and like I've seen hundreds, if not maybe thousands, fights at this point in my lifetime mm-hmm. of doing this. Very, very rarely have I ever sat there and cringed so much. Like went, my entire feed uh, while we were like Facebook Live watching it was. Forward, going, Go in the damn town. Right. Stop.
0: And that should never be the case with, with MMA. It should always be, in, for as much as Dana White and everyone else has their whole moral vanity about, Oh, it's not the human cockfighting it was in the early days. Really? You could have fooled me when you have stuff like that happening, again, from everything I heard about it. And it's a thing, too, where those doctor, those, those corner men, they they seem to be the equivalent of, if you remember back a couple of years, the Browns doctors that were uh, examining Colt McCoy I always said at the time. I I think the questions they were giving him are, were at the time were: "What are you? Some kind of pussy? Why wouldn't you get back out there?" To, to, to just take a wide-angle lens view of MMA and my observations from being your friend and being at so many shows that you bring announced around uh, Ohio, my sense of it, and if I am being a Pollyanna, chances are you're not going to call me on it, because if I'm a Pollyanna, you probably are, too, is I, I, I have glimpsed this, whether it be the Strong Style team or some of these other gyms where they show up and they support their guys What I see whenever I see uh, anything at the shows that you're at is like this warrior culture, but it's respect, it's professionalism, it's dedication to the craft, and and again, I use the word professionalism, and and, and that these guys are all about doing it the right way and competing and whatever. And if if you don't have that undercurrent of respect, you really don't have anything. And I, I would find it impossible to believe at any of the shows I've ever been at that you've ring announced that anything like that would happen not least of which because I don't think any of the cornermen would conduct themselves that way, if nothing else.
2: Um, I agree with you. Uh, I've seen some inexperienced cornermen, but I've also I've been fortunate enough to work with some of the, or on shows with some of the most experienced cornermen around that, quite frankly, not maybe names, that have yelled at other signs. Sure. That yelled at, but kind of like educated, you know, in a stern warning. It was just like, hey man, you got to look up your guys or something. Right. You know? Ready. And number two, they're going to look out for their guy. And at the end, are they mad they lost? Yeah, but they care more about the person than they do about the victory. And right. it comes out of this situation, and look, they came across like they care more about the
0: Give me your thoughts. Okay, so here's the issue. here's what you know—they're going all out. I'm skipping over the prelims, the, the early, early lift fights, the first
2: three fights, versus oh, the one, the second one, For me, Mitchell's sort of stuff. enough. It was uh, two, a 30-25 across the board, a 30-24. Oh, that <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I don't, I don't even think I've watched that to be honest with you. I think I was inside.
0: I don't think you missed TV anything. In- <laughs>
2: champion and that just like set off the tone for the rest of the night which is really really cool um like you know every single fight that was on this part could have been invented uh either a fight Night live or a paper which you know kudos to them but uh, the best part was this, well, this whole social distancing thing at the beginning of it, the beginning of the paper the of the broadcast I believe police one espn there's data there that uh it, uh
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there was Joe Rogan, and then there
0: was D.C. And i got to be honest, I love D.C. I just don't love him when he's fighting him. her like am friend. And poking <laughs> him in the eye. A yeah.
2: a cool dude, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess that little not know. I not my friend is not get bastard. I <laughs> do and we
0: 30-27 either way, I mean, that's that's crazy because you you have, my rudimentary grasp of math tells me, you have judges going 10-9 the opposite way all three rounds. How is that even possible? Yes. What were
2: they watching? I only had that happen one time at a show, and that I was on, it was a kickboxing show, and it was the main event. Uh, Alonzo Hollywood Harvey and Smokin' Joe Highland and they scored at 26 30, but 30, 26, but we're like, what were you watching? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, we think one of the refs accidentally, or one of the judges accidentally thought he was watching an MMA fight. Yeah, Ever that so, one? But uh, moving up, uh, this is my this is the second fight on uh, or second or third. We're still on the prelim show
1: here. Okay. We're
2: still on live on ESPN. We've got a uh, H- has its uh uh, Alexi and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, however, here's a name that has fallen far, <laughs> former UFC, former UFC World Heavyweight Champion for pre better Doom, via split decision 29, 28 times 2, and then, a oh, little was 20, 20, 29, in a very, very close fight and honestly could have gone either way, which when you look it on paper, I think that really is where for is at right now, he's not getting any younger, um, he's kind of at, like, you know, first fight, I think, maybe since it's the speed fight or one fight afterwards, and he, we all know it's a young man's sport, so where Fabricio Gurdum goes from here, something tells me we're going to end up seeing you fight for the, that seems to be like the senior tour of MMA.
0: Well, either that or he's going to keep uh, jerking the curtain on these uh, shows here. I'm going to pay him, you know. Right. We'll see. Pin me, pay me. And
2: then, uh, I agree that was the closest back and forth fight that if you're a fan of either one of these two guys um, it's exactly what you expected you want this fight and that was a perfect fight to give it as a segue into the, uh, the pay-per-view events on ESPN Plus
0: No, nah, I did not catch any of it. Yeah, well, you know, I don't. Uh, I don't blame like you. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's just uh, moving into it,
2: but uh, a lot of people did, and it kind of was a template to show, like you know, you can do like live sports. Like it's funny. i are talking about you know,
0: baseball. is No fans. You didn't watch any baseball? Kid, go watch a baseball game in the middle of like July. And he's right. A damn <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know. <laughs> That goes to a conversation I had with somebody the other day. You know, who, who knew that the Miami Marlins were ahead of their time? They're, they've been social distancing right. at their games
1: for years. Yeah, exactly. I used to go to uh, Old Municipal Stadium for game Oh, game. So, like, that's right. You know, I mean, oh, you have yeah. To yourself. Yes. <laughs> Those are the oh, days, Jake course. Digman.
2: was uh, was intro and Joe Rogan's like the first person he did he's like alright and I'm talking to ladies and gentlemen your winner oh well, and there's nobody here this is weird <laughs> 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 he just couldn't get over that fact which is kind of comical right uh, moving into the main portion of the car we've got uh, the number one heel in the UFC and a guy that uh, I think our, our, our uncle thing is really got the, the old push behind Greg Hart defeats uh Castro here. You're going to castro being in position thirty, twenty seven all across the board. Possible that his op-
0: is it possible that his opponent was Alabama Junior Heavyweight Champion Mike Jackson? <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, the, you know, the friend of Stingano that I speak all of a sudden on Instagram uh, yesterday and today, I do believe, in a live post-chat with uh, one John Bones Jones about talking, Johnny Bones Mone Jones is coming up to heavyweight. John Bones is like, Jones is like, all right, I'll come up there and kick your butt. To paraphrase the whole thing, which, you know, being the wrestling aficionado that we are, I'm cheating screen work. This whole community there, you know. Talking, sharing thoughts back and forth on social media like that. And, you know, he you know, jumps in on board, i you know, to listen to You know, if it's a, a UFC angle, you, you know, as far as Goddard goes, that's the best career move he can make right now. And if I were him, I would see on a three-fight winning streak since he lost to CFA, I do believe. Um is pretty this one. If I'm him in that position, I wait for the CFA versus BC to trilogy to happen, John Jones at heavyweight, and if John Jones wins,
1: you would think John Jones is automatically lined to become
2: the number one contender of the heavyweight champions just because John Jones, right? Right. But
0: he's gonna just positive for cocaine, and the whole thing's not going to end anyway, right? <laughs> well, the other thing is here too, and I, I don't want to oversimplify, but when when I hear about a light heavyweight the heavyweight scenario, I, I understand. I'm not going to compare, by the way. I'm going to John Bones Jones. I think having a far. It, Apples and oranges, maybe, but a little bit apples to apples. A better career, I think, at his level than Michael Spinks had. But what happened when Spinks fought Tyson? Nagano, again, we know he's not the UFC Tyson. Stipe proved that. But he's Tyson-like in a lot of ways. I, I don't... That might be a little bit too much raw fury. I mean, you know more about it than I do. But, you know, Bones Jones stepping up there to fight a young guy, just, you know, kind of finding his way with a lot of raw power, uh, that could be a tough assignment. But here's the other thing, too.
2: What has he got going on right now in the heavyweight division? And quite frankly, if you're in the UFC, you're in a position where, okay, you want to put on a, uh, whatever the, the biggest money mark he like that you can get, right now. Yes. because the only revenue you have is that pay-per-view. So, I just, personally, if you're getting, you know, I think John Jones versus Francis DiGano, especially Yeah. Um, which we can talk about that later. Too, before we end the show, I'm talking to you about that guy also. Okay. Money is money, and when it comes to Uncle Dana, and hey, you can print money for me? Cool, why don't you killed three people? Eh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you, you beat the crap out of your wife I got kicked out of the NFL? Cool, you want a heavyweight title fight? <laughs> yeah, this is
0: where Dana White's amorality comes into play. Well, one of many different ways. That's what
2: happened with Greg Hart, first.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the guy sorry. is a <laughs> scumbag.
2: Uh, Henry Pseudo you know, and Dominic Cruz, or Henry Pseudo retained his championship, a vacant championship, and then he immediately retired.
1: Right. <laughs> this was
2: fucking <laughs> so done. And something tells me that Dominic Cruz may have had the idea to retire, based on a look at a, a Cruz's face oh yeah. he like. Again, on Tuesday, we talked kind a of, uh, on Wednesday. We, you and I hit on the most controversial aspects of that, you know, the main event. The rest of the show, you know, it was fun night of fights. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I could say that, you know, it was I F-T Arena UFC is better watch it, is better to watch than FT Arena WWE, but not quite FT Arena AEW is better than both of them.
1: Probably. Okay. However, the thing that is very cool if you're like
2: in as far as like people on like the inside, it is very cool hearing guys do comments in to color to the point or not uh, color to coaching to their guys. Oh, yeah. because uh, you, you can hear play the day. And uh, a thing that happened on the UFC on the, the pay per view, they forget which fight was there, but they started saying something, and like they're calling us, You know, he's got to get a he's got to go, and he's got to go for this. He's gotta, this they're coming in the fight, and all of a sudden,
1: the fighter in the ring starts doing exactly what they said. Yeah.